Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Craig Smith. Craig is the owner of The Big Picture People, a UK-based communications agency that creates unique visual communication tools that share the organization's big picture with its people. Many companies default to a broadcast or cascade messaging style. In a few moments, you'll hear Craig talk about how visual communications uniquely involves employees into the process of understanding company goals. I don't love the analogy of business and sports, but it's worth calling out the role that team captains play as part of this conversation. Teams have coaches and they have players, but all teams have captains, and these are players that are viewed as leaders of the team. Sometimes the team captain is the best player, like LeBron James or Tom Brady or Lionel Messi. But oftentimes, the team captain is the toughest and the hardest worker on the team. The team captain should set an example for hard work and selflessness on the team, and the captain acts as a bridge between the players and the coaches. The captain is one of us, not a manager. Of course, in the workspace, we often have layers and layers of leaders and managers. The VP might know the associate's name, but maybe not, depending on the size of the organization. But everyone at the company knows who the true captains are. Everyone knows who can be counted on, who works hard, who is tough when the team needs it to be. We just don't always do a good job of celebrating those individuals. A lot of companies do all hands meetings and they invite a sales rep to speak for 60 seconds about the deal that she closed. Friends, this isn't involving in elevating your team's metaphorical captains. If anything, most of us have a fear of public speaking and thrusting someone in front of the whole company creates an unbalanced perception of that individual's skills and abilities. In my day job, I work with companies on their audio strategies, and a question that comes up frequently is, who should be the host of this podcast? And I often reply with, well, who are the captains at your company? And this is frequently met with raised eyebrows, but when we define the company's captains as the voices from across the organization that garner respect, the business partner always knows the 5, 10, 20 people who are at the top of the list. Yes, your CEO or the new VP should have a leadership podcast, but so should your captains. Because as Craig says, when you involve people in the process, the company's big picture sticks. Find your captains and you'll have advocates to communicate your big picture. Do you have questions about how audio plays a role in how you might elevate and communicate across your organization? Email me directly at brian at venly.co. That's brian, B-R-I-A-N, at venly, V-E-N-N-L-Y, dot C-O. And now, the great Craig Smith. Hi, Craig. Hi there, Brian. How are you doing? Craig Smith is the owner and lead consultant at The Big Picture People, an internal comms and learning consultancy based in the United Kingdom. Prior to The Big Picture People, Craig has run his own training and facilitation businesses since 2007 after a corporate career with organizations such as PepsiCo, the British Post Office, and Northumbrian Water. Craig is passionate about employee engagement and convinced that helping employees to see, understand, and interact with their organization's big picture is a significant enabler in creating an engaging and purposeful work experience for them. Craig hosts his own podcast, Engaging Internal Comms, which is how I found Craig. So if anyone says you can't make friends through podcasting, we are living proof that actually it can happen. Craig, thanks again for being with me. Really appreciate it. It's a real pleasure, Brian. Thank you for asking. So for people who have been listening to my podcast, many of my guests on this podcast have been practitioners at growth stage startups. When you hear them talk, they talk about building alignment internally and actually understanding what the business is and what the company's true north metric is. 
You like to talk about the organization's big picture. In what ways are the organization's big picture different than its true north metric, for example? And why is it so important that business leadership share that with their employees? It's a great question. I mean, I think when you talk about a big picture, uh, sorry, a true north metric, that's kind of in a sort of singular uh, sense. I, I guess what we're talking about is I've worked in lots of big companies and it's very rare you can find one where there is one single true north. There are often many true north, depending on which stakeholder group that you're talking to. And so what, what we, we tend to find is that is that business leaders, uh, senior leaders, you know, they're really smart. They kind of, they're able to articulate that amongst themselves. But when it comes down to sort of getting into uh, the, the, the minds and hearts of their, their people, they, they, they find it more challenging to, to articulate the complexity of the organization and the landscape. Um, and therefore, what we, we sort of say is, look, you know, your business has got lots of moving parts. You may get it. You may think everybody else gets it. But it's very rare when you go down to the sort of the grassroots of the business that everybody kind of has that sort of alignment that you think that there exists. So what, when we talk about the big picture, we're not just talking about literally a kind of, you know, the, the big picture. We're talking about all of the different elements that make up that business. It's, it's vision, it's values, it's strategy, it's purpose, it's mission. Again, a lot of terms that get into used interchangeably. We're talking about all of those things combined and hopefully with some sort of common sense of direction and purpose, which, uh, which isn't always the case, as you know, sometimes, uh, Organizations talk about this true north, but you, they, they've got a true north, a true south, a true east, a true west. Uh, <laughs> it's often many, many different directions they're pointing in. What are some of the core questions that employees need to have answers to so that they can understand this big picture? Because you're describing it as something as a cocktail, right? There's a lot of factors mm. here. And I imagine that there's a lot of uh, questions and that decision trees is, is quite complex. Where, where should we start as an organization in defining this on behalf of our employees? And what are what does that feedback loop maybe look like? So I think when we're answering or thinking about the questions that we want to ask in those, those sort of situations, we need to think about it from two different perspectives. One is we need to think about it from the kind of rational perspective. Uh, I don't know anybody who's listened to this who's maybe familiar with the, the work of people like John Cotter, you know, he always talks about, you know, there's a sort of an analytical side to, to change and communication, but there's also a, an emotional side to change. We need to engage the heart and the head. So I think we need to be thinking of, 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 of several questions, but we need to be thinking about how we answer them both from a rational and, and from an emotional perspective. So the first one is why are we changing? Now, you might be like, well, what, what, what about, sorry, what about change? What are we talking about? Well, most organizations, when they are communicating, are embarking upon some sort of transformation. They're trying to do something differently. They're trying to maybe change hearts, minds, behaviors, that sort of thing. So we need to articulate why we're changing. Um, and that's both from kind of what, you know, a rational business, business case perspective, but also from a kind of an emotional sense of urgency perspective as well. Uh, so that's the first level. Second level is what are we aiming for? So if we change, where are we going to go to? What's our vision uh, and what's our purpose? So that's the kind of the, 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 the vision is the kind of rational. We were aimed to be a sort of X billion dollar business by such and such a year. And the purpose of that is that so we can help more people to do X, Y, Z, whatever. So that's we've answered. We've answered the question of why we're changing. We've answered, we've told them where we're aiming for, what's, what that sort of destination point is. Then what we need to be able to do is tell them how we're going to do it. Um, so what's the plan? What's the strategy? Is the rational sort of articulation of that. But then how are we going to do it from a kind of behavioral perspective? How are we going to treat each other? And that's where the values we find kick in. It's, it's you know, we can we can get there in lots of different ways and we can do it the right way or we can do it the wrong way. So it's really important to kind of clarify that, I think, for people. And then we start to get into the sort of the, the kind of more emotional 
personal level status stuff, which is, well, what's my role? You've, you've told me all these things we're trying to do. What do you want me to do? What's my job? As in, what are the tasks that I need to do? But also, how do you expect me to behave in order to be able to deliver those values? And then we need to be able to tell people on a regular basis how we're doing. And for that, we need to be able to motivate people and we need to give them some clear, tangible measures. Um, and then the final question that we always ask people, organizations to be able to sort of answer seriously, well, seriously, is, is are we serious? Are we prepared to walk the talk here? And I think that is not a question that we often answer verbally. It's often that, you know, something that people are looking for. Our employees are looking to see whether our behaviors or our language is congruent with um, all of these things. So it's getting all of these things lined up. These Why are we changing? What are we aiming for? How are we going to do it? What's my role? How are we doing and are we serious? All need to be pointing in a, in a pretty broadly similar direction for people to be uh, bought in, understood and kind of on the, on the kind of uh, on the trip with us, on the, on the boat with us, as it were. Get a little bit more tactical here. Is there a key to communicating the big picture effectively? Is there a certain style of communication that has proven to be most successful? Are there certain content formats that are effective? What are some of the best practices in implementing all that you just described? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess uh, I'm a little bit biased on this one, but but I, I, we we believe that visualization is a really powerful. I mean, I mean, we use three different things in our work. Um, 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 one of the key things, as you can imagine, from our name, from big picture, is is the visualization. So, uh, I guess, and and where this comes from is that you know, as human beings, um, we're kind of hardwired for visual stuff. Um, you, you know, as an, if you think about the first books you give our children when they're learning, anything is is it pictures because at that stage they you know words don't mean anything to them, but they can make a lot of sense from pictures. So we've almost got a kind of a, 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 a short circuit in our brains to to taking in information that lenses lends it towards visualization. You know, you, everybody says a picture paints a thousand words. So visualization is a really strong part of that. I, I believe, and we believe, and we you know, there's lots of uh, lots of studies and research been done about the amount of, 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 of brain power that is, that, is, that is dedicated to visual processing. But it's not just visualization. I, you've got to engage people in conversation and to dialogue. So, I mean, one of the challenges that we find is in a lot of the work, uh, a lot of the clients that we work with in their internal comms teams is they're very much geared towards a very much a broadcast mentality. Um, and, and we're very much geared towards you really change hearts and minds and behaviors and mindsets when you engage people in a conversation and and doing that effectively is uh is a challenge because as i said earlier managers are pretty good at asking or or, or explaining what it is they're trying to do but they're not always good at sort of facilitating those conversations around that so combining visualization and dialogue and, and conversation and also the other the third element is interactivity so you know, we're probably all familiar with the uh uh, the ancient, uh, uh, I think it's an ancient Chinese proverb. It's probably a, a, a little bit sort of a uh, bit of an urban myth around it, but it may not be. But you know, they tell me I forget. You show me I remember. You involve me I understand. And I think if we can get people to actually get involved in the messages that we're we're, we're communicating with them, they're much more likely to become sticky and uh, and and they're going to be something that people will recall and be able to then reuse and, and will become more cultural than, than just stuff that we've kind of broadcast to them. So that's very much around the things that we do is our visualization, which is really powerful, the, the conversation and dialogue, and also the interactivity is a really key, key part of that. You go a little bit deeper on visual communications, because I think for a lot of companies, visual communications is just presenting a deck and voicing that over, or it's the executive sharing a two minute video of mm. himself or herself to email. Like, you're talking about something very different. So 
Yeah. How, how is it different? Maybe like, can you give an, an example of an exercise in visual communications? And, and then from there, some of the, the feedback that you've received from employees on how that's different than just sitting there and watching another's presentation. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, a bit of the better. And, and I guess this is one of these areas where you can, you can do a Google search and you can come up with lots of different, different numbers that sort of, uh, they, they sometimes contradict each other. But the, the best research we found and, and, and from our kind of, you know, looking around is that uh, 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 again, around 50% of your brain, the human brain is dedicated towards processing visual information. You know, we have about 70% of our sensory activity is, is geared towards what we can see and what we visualize. And, you know, our brains can process a scene, a visual message you know in, in, in a fraction of the time it would take us to read through equivalent amount of text so so that that's the kind of some of the data behind that but in terms of the the examples i guess i mean there i, I can give you a few historical examples i mean there have been numerous examples over the years i mean if you again if you um if you look at the sort of you know going back really early in human history sort of cave art i mean we can we can almost go back to a scene that someone painted you know 30 40,000 years ago and kind of understand what they what is what is the story that that, that, that these they were trying to explain to us so historically that that sort of that that's that the visualization again as i say is baked into our knowledge but when it comes to the sort of thing that we we do and the kind of work that we do i mean a typical example would be you know, we're talking to a, a board of, of of senior managers or senior directors about in a business, and they're 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 articulating us to to us this just really really complex sort of landscape of, you know, competitors and and change and and all sorts of pressures they're under and a workforce that has been kind of been through all sorts of trials and tribulations and maybe a bit weary and 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 change resistant and yet they've got this kind of really rich idea of where they want the business to go to or the organization to go to so you know how do you how do you how do you explain that now as you said the one option is a is a great powerpoint deck and we can kind of walk them through that and um i guess uh the, the one of the challenges powerpoint is a great tool don't get me wrong i use it myself quite often but it is a linear tool it, it you 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 see a slide you move on you see a slide you move on it's sometimes quite difficult for the people to see interconnections between that information and there's been a lot of you know, software over the years that's tried to address that. Things like Prezi, which is a great, again, another great tool, often causes a little bit of nausea because people tend to over, over animate things. But often there are so many moving parts that we do need to try and help people see a landscape of, of all the, how all these things interconnect. So what we would typically do in that situation is we would take that kind of PowerPoint deck narrative and we would turn it into some sort of merit metaphor. So it might be that, you know, we, we draw, uh, a journey we draw a, a kind of a, a valley with a rift down the middle and and two sides to that and, and and a group of people trying to get across the other side it's often through the use of metaphor and visualization that you can start to get people to link into the story that the organization is trying to tell and i guess that's the other element that i didn't mention earlier is is the you know there's the visualization there's the the the, the conversations and there's the interactivity and i guess underpinning all that is the story that we're trying to tell our organization and and what we tend to find that the, the, the PowerPoint isn't a fantastic, it's a good tool, but it's not a fantastic tool for storytelling. Whereas a rich picture visualization of the whole system of how it all links together um, with the people who we are talking to visualized within that image can help them to sort of position themselves within this landscape. And one of, and one of the tools that we use uh, that we create is we, we, we call them maps. We call them story maps or learning maps. Um, and these are kind of, you know, literally the, the, the map is something people are familiar with is, I mean, I'm in this, 
I'm in this landscape. I need to find myself my way through it. This is a sort of a, a, a route plan or a route map that shows me some of the landscape and terrain that I need to navigate through. And we can then have a conversation about how we're going to do that. And it's a much richer conversation than, than a, just a, a linear PowerPoint presentation. I think you're hitting on it, right? Like the best PowerPoints are linear. Usually they're not, but the companies that that you interact with have that true north, true south, true east, true. Yeah. How can that be linear in eight slides? It's, it's virtually impossible. Yeah. And so yeah. this more you know holistic approach to visualization, I think, is really critical. So I'll get you out in this question. Like, what does it look like in reality for yeah. a business to engage you in this type of work? What does an employee get? It's easy yeah. to start with the with the leadership, right? Who might procure you, but more importantly, the the actual workforce. What did they get out of the experience? Yeah, so I mean, I mean, from a from a kind of tangible perspective, what an experience with one of our tools looks like with one of our products is you be you're going to be sat around with maybe a small group of your your colleagues, maybe 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 it's your direct work colleagues, or in some cases, it's people you've never met before within the organization, and there's pros and cons for both approaches. But I'm going to be sat around a table. Obviously, we're talking, you know, old world pre-COVID. Sat around a table, uh, unsocially distanced from from a bunch of my colleagues. We're going to have this uh, rich picture visualization of our whole story, our narrative, where we're going, and where we're going, coming from, and all of the sort of backstory as well. Um, um, I'm going to be led through this by someone who's knows what they're doing. They're trained. They know the they know the process. They know the the materials, and they're going to walk us through this process using a range of other communication uh, uh, materials as well. So activities, conversation starters, you know, other other elements of, of visualization, not necessarily on the main big picture, but that over, over a two or two and a half hour uh, period, I'm going to kind of go from, you know, understanding where we've come from, where we're heading to and how we're going to get there uh, and being through that story together. And, and um, you know, typically the kind of reactions we get, we, we I mean, we get, we get, you know, we, we've taken very cynical people within organizations and not, I'm not saying we've converted them permanently, but they've certainly um, come away from that, uh, you know, having, having kind of aired their views, but also had an alternative view viewpoint put, put to them or, or, or from their colleagues at least. But we've also had a lot of people who, you know, it's not uncommon for people to say, I've worked here for X amount of years, and this is the first time I've finally understood what it is we're doing as an organization, um, or what we're about, or what we're trying to achieve. And, you know, we've had some, you know, we typically, the kind of light bulb moment, I guess, is the is the kind of, um, is the kind of, the, the typical term that we would define it as. And and so I think for people to sort of acknowledge that and, and get, and comment on that, I think it indicates again that we often, I think we make a lot of assumptions. I think we assume that a lot of um, gaps within our narrative are, are, have been filled because we've got them in our clear in our head. Um, and I think that's one of the other things you mentioned there. You said, yeah, what's the, what's the end experience for the employee? I think for the senior leadership team, what we often find or the senior managers who get us in is they, is they, they almost sort of say, you know, they, without saying it directly or as arrogantly as this, they'll say, look, we, we kind of know what we want to do, but with the problem we've got is trying to articulate that to our people. Um, and we, it's not uncommon for them at the end of the process to say, actually, you know what, we didn't have our story straight ourselves around the table. We had multiple different versions of the truth. And only by going through this process did we iron out all of those wrinkles that we didn't even realize existed in the first place. So I think that's a really, it's kind of a cathartic part of the process. But we don't normally kind of major on that because that can put people off. You think, oh, yeah, well, 
you know, we, we you, your other clients may have that problem, but we don't. But it's often the case that they put their hands up at the end and say, actually, you know what? We didn't really have our story straight, did we? And you go, no, no you didn't. <laughs> I'm joined today by Craig Smith. Craig, you have a wonderful podcast. I'd encourage everyone to go listen to it. It's called Engaging Internal Comms. And I think a really important differentiated business strategy for how to engage employees and their, uh, their business leadership. Craig, thanks again for being with me today. Really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure, Brian. Thank you for the time. Thank you.